right, talkers, it is 4 o'clock on the most productive day of the week, and we are hanging out with two of the most productive women in radio. That's Lori and Julia, so sit back and enjoy the show. I don't feel so productive that I didn't call out Theo James and his dangling partisan. I can't believe you did not bring Lotus. Okay, so yesterday when we were talking about it, I was waiting. I was so waiting. Mm-hmm. They're like it was kind of a sleeper and blah blah. I'm just waiting. I'm like, but Lori, did you but, see? Yeah, the I was moment going of full frontal noodle. And I was not gonna bring it up. Mm-hmm. And Grant, you hadn't seen it mm-hmm. yet. And I was just I was literally going crazy thinking, how is Lori not bringing Yeah. You know well the elephant, so to speak, so the trunk in the room up. <laughs> yes. Why isn't that happening? So Theo James, his character strips down in front of his friend's wife because he was his luggage is lost and he needs to borrow a suitcase. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And Theo James is is that Who James is Franco's brother? Is that I think so. Let me see. And I think right. he's married to the gal from Mad Men. Her name is Allison. We've seen yes, him on the red carpet. You're right. At the... We have because I keep looking at him like, how do I know him? How do I know him? Yeah, how he's do I know? not. He's not the brother. That's for sure. He's he, not. He looks, James. He, they look. They, they have look, a they similar have a look. Similar eye, he looks yeah. like a younger guy. He's yeah. a British actor. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Theo James and. He told Entertainment Tonight uh, it was supposed to be much more graphic. And the initial version we shot was way too much. So we did a more subtle version. They toned it down. Good looking dude. Which is, um, you know, basically when he lifts up his legs to put yes. on the trunk and she's watching him in the bathroom mirror, she, you can see what's hanging. Between yeah. The shadow legs. or do we see? No, you see it if you... Pause. But it's I mean, very brief. You Pause see okay. an outline. You see it. You see it dangling. You, you see, see dangling bats. But yeah. you don't see balls. You just see bats. Yes. A bat. A bat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? As much as we see women naked, we need to see more men I naked agree. in movies. Uh, That's right. But, but it people was really, were like... It, was that a prosthetic? I thought it looked like a, you know, just a well hung yeah, guy. I, that's what I thought I too. Think but, it I, was a but I just could not oh, wow. believe yesterday, and I thought, well, well, just wait. Well, <laughs> I know it was just like that. I don't think that the White Lotus um, two is. I have no idea like where it's going, mm-hmm. um, but. Remember the Sicilian woman we met at the SAG Awards who invited us to her film festival totally. in Sicily? Totally. This is the town, Terramina, where oh. the film festival is in Sicily yes. that she invited us to. And this is a very famous hotel that they filmed it at, like much like the Four Seasons in Maui. Right, right. It's an actual hotel. It's called the Del Torio something or other. So it's a... It's beautiful scenery. Beautiful. beautiful. And I and I was asking, I wondered if you had gone up this drive and if you've been to these places in Sicily like that. I mean, because it's beautiful. I've never been to Southern Italy. Yeah. It just looked amazing. It's, it's rocky beaches. So all the beaches have beach clubs or the hotels so they have chairs and umbrellas and you pay a small fee if you're not staying at the hotel or you know to be because you don't want to lay you don't want to lay on the little little rock so it's it's not like a white white sand beach or anything like that but it's so pretty because you've got all the natural there's so much other things volcanic the islands the rocks that are all around that are jutting out that's all old volcanic rock and you know stuff right. like that so it's so pretty would you go back i mean like oh for sure okay yeah i'd love love to yeah 
Yeah, because my friends who just did the lake area, like northern Italy, mm-hmm. and loved mm-hmm. that. Yeah, the, it's Italy is just—it's beautiful. It's the most beautiful country. Yeah, it really is. It's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. um, and then dancing with. But the, did he, did so he just basically said it was going to be way way more. Well, than maybe it, he was going to be turned all the way around, okay. and we were going to really see full frontal right. instead of side noodle. Right. Or side bad, as mm-hmm. you call it. It was between side the legs. Noodle. It was leg lift noodle. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Leslie Jordan's co-stars from the cult favorite play, film, and TV series, Sorted Lives, um, had an impromptu memorial for him um, because he was going to be at the Palm Springs um, Film Festival. He was going to be at something this Saturday for the 22nd anniversary of... Um, the cult favorite sorted films and he wasn't. So all the people that were on, in that show, they decided to have a memorial for him and just, you know, remember him and celebrate him. At first they were like, they were so torn up about it. Oh. So they weren't sure, but um, that, anyways, then they, they did it. They did a little a memorial for him and stuff. So that I was glad to see that. But yeah, he was everyone good. still. I mean, that one is people oh, are yeah. still talking people about. People are very, very much missing him. Just seemed too young. And then Dancing with the Stars last night was their Halloween uh, issue. Thank goodness Jason on his TV show shows me a couple of clips so I can watch it in the morning. And um, I will say that they kicked off Jordan Sparks who had a perfect score and kept Vinny. It's so dumb, this tiebreaker thing that they have, where the judges agonize over who has to choose. uh, uh, Anyway, it just doesn't make any sense. But they they sent Jordan home, and she had a perfect score. That doesn't make sense. I want to go back to this this, um, movie, Sorted Lives, that I... I've never seen it before. Oh my gosh! But here's, it is hysterical. have you seen this? Yes. Well, here's who's in it. Who's passed? Olivia Newton-John was in it. Yep. Delta Burke. Wow. Um, it. Bo Bridges, who was in town, he's filming a movie here from a woman that wrote it at in Excelsior. Delta Burke isn't dead. Well, she isn't. Why oh. do I think she's dead? Mm-mm. Olivia Newton-John, Bo Bridges, Leslie. Oh. Rue McClanahan was in that in one of the series. Whether because they did a movie. A TV yeah, series okay. and a sequel. So, Sorted Lives. I, I've never watched it, but it's worth it. It's pretty funny. Okay. He plays Brother Boy. <laughs> Again, my brother told me about this film, okay. just like he told me about Hairspray back right. in the day, the John Waters right. version. He ca- he knew all the... They call it a black comedy about white trash. Yes, yes, it is. All right, I'm going to have to watch Very that. much That's so. And funny. I think Whoopi Goldberg also made a cameo in... Um, yeah, it came out to that. It sounds funny. In a very sordid wedding, the 2017 sequel. Oh, all right. Movie. Yeah. All right. So that happened. Dancing with the Stars. We talked about that. You didn't watch it. Tyra was annoying as ever. Um, you didn't watch it either. No, I can't. I have to watch it. <laughs> what Jason shows me on his TV show. That's literally. What in the world is Tyra like... wearing? <laughs> because she takes more time for applause than some people get to dance. She does. And then she walks out And then out they so let slow. Jordan go home over yeah. Vinny, who gets sevens. Uh, what's going on? 
what's going on. They they just are trying to figure out who gets the more eyeballs. Yeah. You know, who's going to get the most eyeballs. But they did one of the, Heidi D'Amelia, which is the TikTok girl's mom, they danced to uh, tango to I Want to Be Your Slave by Monoskin. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, I know. They had good costumes, I will say that. Oh, always. I mean, my gosh. Last year, I mean, the guy who won last year, the big tall guy, oh, he, he was had an so epic. Good. He had an epic. So I missed good. that show. Yeah. But luckily for us, Grant, Bachelor in Paradise delivered the drama last night. They did. Oh, boy. Oh, that was that was just a very enjoyable episode of BIP. <laughs> BIP, I mm-hmm. like it. I like how you said that. Exactly. Although, good. I, do we need to have four hours? No. No, that's why, like you said, it's something I put on in the background. Fast forward through the crying on the chairs. Or, <laughs> yeah, or any serious conversations or yeah. any dates. Any I dates, fast I'm forward. done. I want to just hear gossip and dishing. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of that. Plenty, Plenty of, that. of that. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for Random Thoughts. Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, so here was some exciting news that I read this morning. Is that... Um, Helen Fielding. Does that name ring a bell at all? Yes, Bridget Jones' yes. Diary. Mm-hmm. She is uh, working on a fourth movie. And it's going to be based loosely on her 2013 Bridget Jones book about Mad About the Boy. And she says every film that gets married, get married or made, is a miracle. But she is excited. You know, the last one we got was Bridget Jones' Baby, which people didn't like. But I remember Allison Kaplan and I saw it the very first day it was out. In 2016, and both loved it. Yeah, I don't know that you ever even saw it. I never it. did. It was it good. Got such bad reviews. It, I know, but a lot of you know, know. But the audience liked it, so that was so. I kind of was excited about that. Um, teachers, I played pickleball with teacher this morning that said today is the worst day for teachers, the day oh, after Halloween. I believe it. The kids are tired. Just and, and the excitement they, is over. No, they've got all the sugar too. Yeah. All the sugar buzz going on. It makes kids wild. Well, if they are a female teacher, today, November 1st, is National Men Make Dinner Day. Oh, okay. So there you can you use go. that and be like, hey, I had a long day with these damn kids. Make me dinner tonight. Yeah. I feel like yesterday was National Women Make Dinner Day or something. And really? I thought, who even comes out with that's these? That's a terrible one. But National Men Make Dinner Day, that's a good one. Make it for your lovely wives. Do there it. you go. All right. What... Um, well, there's, um, according to the survey, 81% of kids will eat their entire Halloween haul within the first week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember just sitting there. I just remember separating. Separating them out, separating them out. Um, Grant, do you have something for us? Yeah. You're going to help. You're going to assist here today. Well, yeah, well, this is kind of uh, interesting. On this day, uh, November 1st in 1512, the Sistine Chapel opened up to the public. Isn't that right? I mean, that he must have had such a neck ache doing that thing. Oh, Lori, you're so right. Do you know that he only, he be, at the age of 13, Michelangelo became an apprentice because he was so talented with all of his talent. At the age of 13, he was already like genius. a genius. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of fun. And then, um, this well, can one, I just add to that? Yeah. Really quickly, because Italian, Italian art, um, the MIA. The Minneapolis Institute of Arts mm-hmm. has, for the very first time, done a partnership with the Uffizi, Uffizi, Uffizi Museum in Florence. Mm-hmm. And for the very first time ever, they have um, famous um, Florentine Renaissance art here. And Botticelli. Yes, some. they do, Lori. Mm-hmm. And they have three Botticellis. And these Botticellis cannot be seen. They are only shown every four years 
or every four years for three months out of the year or something because of how old they are and they have yeah. to have so many requirements around them. So I'm it's surprised they got them over I, here. Well, I, oh, an old curator really? um, is now works over there from oh, MIA. So okay. they had a front, you know, they had a the connection. They had a connection. Cool. So it's here through January 8th. And I haven't been to an art museum in a while. And, yeah, that you would know. be a good one. Yeah, that'd be really So, all right, so back to you, Grant. All right, well, this one's interesting. The, the roles of Al and Peggy Bundy on Married with Children were based, did you guys know this, on Sam Kinison and Roseanne Barr? And they were originally offered that role. Oh, really? And turned really? it down, yeah. And then Peggy and Al became the faces thank for Married with Yeah, thank goodness, right? And uh, if uh, if you pet a bird, where would you where would you pet a bird? If like right at the top of its head, right at the top, like of, its top head. of its head, and down the neck, and down the neck. Well, just so you know, that's where their sexual hormones are. Oh. So they actually tell you not to, to pet the, that on oh, the back okay. of the head because you'll get them all horned up. Oh. You want to pet them in the belly. I, I'm really well, never I'm in never, a position the to only pet bird, any birds. Well, you might find Amarlene one. Had Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, the little parakeet. The little parakeet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know that I've ever pet a bird. Well, really. I, you know when you get one as a kid? Like, if you have a kid and they find one, it hits the window and you bring it back to life, you know? It's just a little weird thing. You know, we're a sexual well, show. Love you, you know? when you hit it? When it hits when the, hits the window, you, you know, and you put it in a box, shoe box, you know? But don't yes. pet them on the head and the back. Pet them on the stomach because you might get them all horned up. And then they might poop. Right on your <laughs> uh, um, I got one more if you want one. Yes, go. All right, well, this is kind of cool. Now, it is not until Thursday, but but we're going to bring this up because Thursday is National Sandwich Day, and Subway is doing something really cool because we all hate to fly in the middle seat, right? Nobody, I, do you fly middle seat when you're flying? Grant, you, like, I, do you think I do? Exactly. Exactly. Do you know who you're talking to? Ex- I, I have, I have. Do you know the news about the whole new Delta um, club at the MSP airport? Building oh, a huge new no. facility for you. Right, they need to. You're going to love that, aren't it's you? Huge. You're a member yeah. of that, right? Well, I mean, anyone you, can be you, a member yeah, if yes. you get the right card. Or, yes, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you had to fly a certain amount. I didn't know you No, could, no, no. You, you can buy a membership. You can do a guest member. You can member. even do a guest member for a day Expensive. pass. Expensive. Yeah, it is. Oh, nice, nice. Well, this is kind of fun. Subway is going to give away 10,000 footlongs to anybody who sits in the middle seat during this week. So all you got to do. Nice. Get, yeah, if you, if you send a picture. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen. In chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
picture of yourself sitting in a middle seat to Subway Sandwiches Seat.com. So hard to eat a Subway in the middle seat. It, well, that's why they're, you're yeah. not going to get it for yeah. that, but they're Very like, you know, fun. you're stuck that's in the middle. That's a great idea. So uh-huh. you just send that picture, and they're going to give out 10,000 vouchers for a free sub if you were unfortunately stuck. In you the only get seat. one? You get one, yes. Oh, that's yeah. too much work. Okay. <laughs> that's a lot of work. But it's literally uploading a picture. It takes two sure. seconds. Yeah. So. For some people. Yeah. For, for some. Lori and I, mm-hmm. it might take a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the interesting news about Justin Timberlake and Glee? Or is this his well, that was that was a weird thing. I thought well, did you Ryan Murphy's did some big, long, in-depth interviews. Yes. So he's talking about a lot of things. Yeah, he said that the original script for Glee was NC seventeen, and that he had a more deeper, darker version for it. And originally, the character of Mister Schuster was supposed to be played by Justin Timberlake, except he can't act exactly, and he was going to be a meth addict. Yeah. Oh boy, I that would have not. No. Yeah. No, that Again, would have never flown. It's so funny how sometimes you just say it was perfectly cast. Yeah. And let me save you seven hours and skip the watcher because they're really promoting oh, that again this oh, week. Oh, Lori. I, heard, they, I heard from another person that on my tennis team on Sunday we're out hitting balls and she's like, oh, what a waste of time. <laughs> what a waste. I, and people are because it looks intriguing, like you want to watch it, but you, like you said, and you stuck with it for so many because you well, keep it was thinking seven episodes, and we kept thinking it would get better, even though against all better judgment, it was sinking. And but it never gets better. Never gets better. I've told many people this, and they're still determined to watch. They it. are. Go ahead. I but mean, go ahead. Then we'll wait, and when they say you're right, yeah, I oh. think it's because there's a little little lull, kind of. A TV. Well, Pennyworth. There's, there's just a lot of shows out there. There's so much that it's hard that to it make seems a decision. Like, yeah, the Guillermo del Toro has that new uh, Curiosity mm-hmm. on What's Netflix. That, on? that they're all individual anthologies. Scary. They're all scary, scary stories. Scary, yeah. But if you know Guillermo del Toro, is it Cape of Water, Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. so many shows. But um, yeah, I think it's good. I don't know if you'll like it because it's scary. Yeah, they're yeah. scary, yep. supernatural stories. Right, you know no. about paintings that give you bad dreams and. Oh, that's kind of interesting. But it's very well done. It's very well done. Okay. Okay. Psychopath idea or great idea? This was an old machine. Would you make a? Would you make a bear rug out of your dog? No. No. A family did this and made a house rug out of the skin of their dog. And the dog head is like a bear rug in their house. No. No, no, no. Oh, that is so wrong and gross. I couldn't agree more. Oh, gosh. Well, thanks for ending it on that gross note. Since I had no nose-picking stories for today. Thanks, Grant. We we don't need any (laughs) nose-picking. Thank you for filling in. All right. What's happening with the traffic? Hey, thanks for letting me team up with you there. That was fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's Music, Julia, only because this was a fascinating interview that okay. was tagged on at the last segment of the Today Show. But Savannah Guthrie did the interview, and it's this guy, Christopher Anderson, who's covered the royal family for 50 years. Okay. And he's got a new, it's an unauthorized biography. It's called The King, The Life of Charles III. And um, it was just interesting because he does confirm that Buckingham Palace only makes statements denying things when they've hit home. And they're either true. Okay. Remember, I've always said yes, that. They yes, will yes. only deny what is happening. And also, you know, he feels that there's just... There's good and bad to King, you know, to Charles' story. Yeah. And um, I caught the tail end of the interview where he talked about how 
Um, King Charles really did have as the oldest son of Queen Elizabeth. And, you know, she was a young mother and newly, you know, crowned. Yes, 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 yes. And she really, what we saw in The Crown in season one and two, she was very distant, very busy, hands off. Right, you did. Kind of a mom. Yes, yep, yep. Including when, you know, he broke his ankle, when he was hospital, you know, all so things he really had a horrible. Well, it was just that's the way how things were done. Right. But here he is. Um, I think Stephanie Goss gives us a setup on okay. what is going to be addressed in the book. And then we have a little bit of the interview. Welcome back. It has been 54 days now since King Charles ascended to the British throne. Ascended. And now a new book is pulling back the curtain on his life and his journey to the crown. We'll talk to its author, Christopher Anderson, in just a moment. But first, NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with some of the revelations in the book. Stephanie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. King Charles was the longest monarch in waiting before he took the throne in September. Now, as he looks ahead to his coronation in May, the biography The King is offering a new look at the 73 years leading up to this moment. This morning, a biography of King Charles is offering a portrait of Britain's new monarch. Author Christopher Anderson writes that earlier this year, then Prince Charles allegedly saw a rare opportunity to make his wife Camilla queen consort instead of princess consort. According to Anderson, any money spent by Queen Elizabeth to help settle the sex abuse lawsuit brought against Prince Andrew would effectively Mm. come out of Charles's future inheritance. In what the book refers to as an informal quid pro quo, Charles allegedly seized the opportunity, not standing in the way of that payment and privately suggesting the queen make a public statement in support of Camilla becoming queen. Anderson citing two longtime and highly trusted sources. In a response to NBC News, Buckingham Palace called the claim nonsense and saying it is, quote, A, unsourced and B, categorically untrue. Anderson has covered the royal family for decades, writing multiple books, acknowledging important sources who he says agreed to cooperate only if they were permitted to remain anonymous. His latest book illustrating how King Charles grew into the monarch he is today, from the heir's lonely childhood and the chasm between Charles and his parents to his marriage to Diana and love affair with Camilla, a king in waiting, working for decades to earn support from the public. The book also portrays him as a caring grandfather, in particular to Prince William's children, inspired by Charles's love and fond memories of the Queen Mother. As the heir to the throne, Charles has also stood in for the family when it mattered, according to Anderson, despite an alleged strained relationship with his father, Prince Philip. Anderson writes that Charles was the one he relied on to deliver updates about his health to the Queen and the rest of the family, when Philip was in the hospital months before his death taking the emotional burden off of the queen. Okay, so we had heard that, that it was, that, that it was a quid pro quo. Yeah, I'll give Andrews, you the cash, and you, you give my wife the queen concert. Queen concert, mm-hmm. and it's expected, this Christopher writes that it's expected that she'll just be called the Queen Camilla, that they'll drop the concert. But we had heard that it's rumor. Too many words. yeah. We'd heard that rumor that, that Prince Andrew payoff to, to Virginia Jeffrey would be paid by the queen, but in exchange for that, yes. that for Tad. And then the fact that Buckingham Palace said nonsense, unsourced, categorically untrue. Yeah. I think, I think uh, the author, uh, he addresses that in this next clip. 
Thank you. And joining us now exclusively is Christopher Anderson, author of The King, The Life of Charles III. Good morning. Good, Good to morning. see you. Good morning. Great to see you again. Well, I mean, you make some explosive allegations, revelations in this book. And, and let's start with what the palace said when we asked about it. In response to NBC News, the palace called the claim nonsense mm. and said it was, quote, unsourced and categorically untrue. What well, say you? Standard procedure, you know, for the, for the palace. I mean, it's, it's there. Actually, when they bother to issue a statement about a book, you know, you've struck a nerve. Uh, as I as I've said earlier, I've been covering the royal family for 50 years now. Uh, shocks me to say it. Uh, and uh, the sources that I have now are really unparalleled. And I, uh, solid. And uh, this isn't an authorized biography. You know, it is an unauthorized biography and, and therefore much more accurate than what the palace would provide. You know, you granted anonymity to the sources yeah. so that they were able to speak freely. Is there any other information you can add to lend credibility to, to the stories that we're finding in this book? Well, it actually, uh, we really have to provide context for what happened. Uh, as you may recall, when uh, Diana died, Camilla became the most hated woman in the UK. Uh, it took eight years for Charles to convince the Queen to allow him to marry her. Uh, you might recall that when, during the wedding ceremony, they had to get down on their knees and tell the, uh, beg forgiveness from the Archbishop of Canterbury for what they call their wicked sins uh, and manifold sins. Uh, it took another 17 years wow. for uh, Charles, after they were wed, to, you know, finally convinced the Queen to make this shocking and stunning announcement that she did uh, last year, out of, completely out of the blue. Well, it wasn't out of the blue. It was, again, an unspoken arrangement between the two of them, done behind the scenes by these men in gray that Diana used to talk about. Uh, Andrew was always the Queen's favorite son. Uh, Charles was uh, in a position where he needed the Queen to endorse Camilla as they approached the Platinum Jubilee, and these things converged. We, your sources are suggesting that this was a transaction. Yes. I, I think some believed that the Queen, when she issued the statement saying it was her desire that that Camilla would be Queen Consort, that that reflected a thawing of the relationship and a warming toward Camilla. Did you, uh, 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 did you some, argue that that's not true? Well, you know, she. the problem is that the Queen was practical and she knew that putting Camilla on the throne next to a Charles would be uh, problematic, to say the least. And by the way, Charles made a pledge to the British people to sell uh, them on his marriage. Originally, they would never make Camilla queen. She was going to be princess consort. And I know from the very beginning, and I've been writing about it for years, that he never intended for that to happen. That he always knew that she would be his queen. And they're even talking now about dropping the consort from the title. She will be Queen Camilla. And I think the moment that's going to be defining uh, it during the coronation on May 6th is the moment when the, the, she is crowned next to him. I, th I think it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. She's not popular in England. Uh, even after the Queen's statement, her popularity went from 14% who approved her as Queen to 50 overnight, but now it's starting to erode again. This is just one wait revelation the in the book right. that you write a lot about. Yeah, wait you till know the, the crown right. the next season of that when they see like how horrible those two were to Diana. Yeah, you know, the thing I think about, though, is if he's loved this woman his entire life and has had to fight, fight so hard. For her. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I love you. I love gray. that he brought up the men in gray, that he a transaction. It's going to be a more accurate author. He's written a lot of books about the royal family. He wrote right. a book about the brothers. He wrote a book about Diana. Right. He's got some uh, uh, credibility. And, you know, uh, the road to love is, is never, never easy. And they, Charles and Camilla, <laughs> 
They, they were, really were rotten. Okay, yeah, they, yeah, were, they rotten. were. They were rotten. Yeah, she was were. married. He was marrying mm-hmm. this young virgin. He invites her to the wedding. It's just rotten. She it wears is. white to the wedding. She gets the same wedding present as his wife yeah, to be. I mean, it's just he can handle a little bit of heat. It's a long time ago, and now people. Yeah. It's yeah. So anyway, but I just thought, boy, Savannah had her journalist thing. She was oh, just like so about good. yeah. She's so she's good. She's so good. Um, she really is. Last night, you know, Harry is like in I don't know what number concert it is in L.A. Maybe number seven. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, and it was Harry Ween last night. So uh, <laughs> uh, last year, Harry was in uh, Madison Square Garden, and Harry Ween, and for Harry Ween in L.A. People were not disappointed. He showed up dressed like Danny Zuko ah, from Greece with it. a leather yeah. jacket that looked like Sandy's that she yes. wears at the end because it had an inside. He he had uh, white socks. He had, um, you know, he did a little dance. Uh, he sang a special uh, rendition of Hopelessly Devoted to You. Love and, it. Oh, yeah. And uh, he paid tribute to Olivia Newton-John and his band dressed like the Pink Ladies. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. So really people cute. were pretty, yeah. pretty happy and glad that he, you know, that that full bushy beard he sported in the... Um, you know, squid in the Squid Game music at a sushi restaurant, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, someone emailed us to say that uh, don't worry, Dar- darling is pretty pretty bad, but beautifully shot, beautifully shot, yeah. and Harry is really only old and ugly like the last you know third of the minutes. film, fifteen yeah. twenty minutes, yeah. but still that's but fifteen minutes too much. Yeah, I really think so. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, yeah. And the Matthew Perry revelations. I, well, I, are you reading it? I, I started it today. And? and okay, so I'm doing the audio. Audible, okay. And he reads it to us, and it just starts out with a bang. You know, I've spent half my life in halfway houses, uh, treatment yeah. centers, rehabs, and it starts That's out. That's how with, it starts out. It's out. Yeah. It starts it, out with him being incredible pain, and it was a pain. He's screaming. He had him pooped in ten days, and he's screaming, and he's in a halfway house, and his assistant says, you know, finally, we're going to, do you want to go to the hospital? And he's like, yes. And he was screaming in so much pain. He goes to the hospital, gets there. He doesn't remember a thing. He was in a coma for two weeks. Is then, that when his, is that when no, his colon and then, exploded? No, but then oh. he, from the medication, that con- threw, yeah, threw con- up. Oh. And then it caused him to get pneumonia. And then he his colon blew up. And it perforated a hole. And he was in the hospital five and a half months. Literally, and this funny machine that he's on, no one lives once you go on this machine. And he was one of the lucky ones. And he it keeps your heart, your lung, it keeps everything, everything going. Everything going. Yeah, wow. And um So that he starts off with the big. He starts out with the big. Yeah. And it's and he is very you feel like you're listening to Chandler because that's the voice we know, you know. And he says, Hey, I had it, you know, I was making a million a week, a week. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, and that was twenty-minute episodes. But yeah. I looked. I looked at how much. I mean, he says I, I should be the greatest, happiest guy in the world. But right. I, I at, at seven to ten dollars a pill. That's why you need a million a week. That's not a cheap habit. Those yeah. pills are not cheap. Yeah. And oh my gosh! But like you said, though, you know, when he was just talking about how he, it's just crazy to me to think that like this guy could have been like a John Belushi or a Chris Farley. Sure. You know, we could have lost him. Like you said, yes. he almost died there, but we still get to hear this amazing story and it's, hopefully it will help some people. But I'm just so happy that he didn't 
you know, he didn't die then. Yeah. 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 No yeah. So is he. Yeah. Obviously. But uh, yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Listen, when we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak quite a few different people. And what the hell are they talking about? All right. So, Julia, 50 Cent uh, watched a CNN report this weekend recapping um, Kanye West's uh, everything that was going on. And he since deleted this Instagram post. But here's what he wrote. I wish he wouldn't have. I know. People are really hurt by this bleep. I've seen people in this position because of things they have they did not things that they did not say and should have said. Now you got to master the art of shutting the bleep up. You make everybody hot. Go cool off. Love that. Yeah, I love that. Go cool off. Uh, yeah. Didn't he also say shut the bleep up too? Yeah. Shut, I mean, he, you need he, to master the art of shutting the bleep yeah, up. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't have it, but for some reason he took it down. And then in, I wonder why one of the stupid. Well, maybe maybe his some, people told yeah. him to do he, it. He might have a fellow connected friend. Who yeah, knows? No, it's just... But if Kanye keeps causing scenes at public events, they can launch a GoFundMe for his bail money. But in the meantime, he's got some idiots who keep putting up GoFundMes, and GoFundMe keeps taking them down. There was one called Make Kanye West a Billionaire Again. This was removed by GoFundMe after earning just $5. Well, I can't believe That's funny. And that's just from the person who posted it. (laughs) Who's even going to take the time? Yeah. (laughs) Who would even? $5. Yeah. 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 I was, I, I don't know why it was clickbait for me, but I... I did watch him at the soccer game. Oh my gosh. Of his of his kids and oh, I I did watch the video. I I'm kind of obsessed now with watching him interact with other people. You can you just know? ignore him. He just ignores him. She mm-hmm. sat there and didn't even the kids, well, They don't sleep. speak to each they other. No, they have to speak through I, I can't imagine, but she just ignores him but the kids <laughs> you know. Do you think he's trying to turn his image around? I, no, just kidding, yeah, no. just but it's funny. I, I mean, like she, she yeah. just ignores him. Uh huh. Yeah, clearly Who there are. Talk to him. Smart move. I mean, he just—he was just acting like a big baby yesterday mm-hmm. in that it's thing. But yeah, go fund Kanye to make him a billionaire. I don't think so. Make Kanye a billionaire again, and even playing on the whole. Oh God. Yeah. Now, oh. someone who's embracing uh, her title, biggest bully in Hollywood. Lisa Rinna yesterday got kicked off Instagram for or off of Twitter. Off of for Twitter, the she got kicked off of Twitter for posing <laughs> with a gun. Oh, what is she doing? What is? I was over the oh, weekend the on Twitter. No, on Instagram, she's still up there, and she made um, had a huge pumpkin, and, and then it made, made it, it look, look like, like her, her, and then wrote it was the, kind of funny. Uh, biggest, uh, the biggest bully in Hollywood, and then she hashtagged it. I win Halloween. Okay. That's where she lost me. Like, it would have been like, okay, just that. That's funny in and of itself. You're kind of owning yeah. the what you're called. But when you self-proclaim that you win Halloween for decorating pumpkin, it takes you, away. You don't get a gold star for that. You don't right. Get a gold star. Right. And then Andy Cohen, I heard him on his radio show telling John Hill about the manila envelope on the Real Housewives yes. reunion, why we didn't see what was in it. And here's what he said. We wound up cutting it all out and cutting it all out referred to the receipts relating to the Elton John ticket snafu. That's what Lisa had with her. 
in that envelope. Right, I know. Who and, care? And who cares? Who cares? Yeah, he said. Uh, he said there were so many discussions, and we just decided to cut down many, many conversations. Um, if the reunion had been any longer, people would have complained it was too long. Now people are complaining why you talk about this more. Blah blah blah. He just said we just decided that we it was overkill. Okay, and I'm agree. glad he I did. Got, okay, I've got something from Leah Remini on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you're a Scientologist, because the Danny Masterson case is going on right oh, now? Oh yeah, it is. Did you know if you're a Scientologist, you are forbidden from contacting law enforcement? When another Scientologist has committed a crime against you. If you do, you will be declared a suppressive person and lose your family, friends, and livelihood overnight. I'm sharing this. So cult-like. I know. I'm sharing this Uh with you because there is a criminal trial going on right now that is not getting enough attention on social media. Actor Scientologist Danny Masterson is on trial in Los Angeles on charges of raping multiple women. First, let me clarify how Scientology is run and how Scientologists are controlled. Mm-hmm. Scientology's policies written by founder L. Ron Hubbard can never be altered and must be interpreted literally allowing this criminal organization to control members and insulate itself from bad PR. Yeah, I mean, this is how he was able to start, uh, you know, a cult by coming up with all these crazy half nautical, half Navy, this, that, and the other thing. And you're right, Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood. Why aren't they covering no this? No one is covering saw, extra. No one is covering this I saw this it in trial. Variety, I think. Um, I saw one in the LA Times, but none of the entertainment Why would they be covering it? I mean, Because I think that there's a Scientology fear with some of the entertainment shows they don't want to go there they don't want to cover it it seems they don't know how to talk about it they don't have an expert on hand i'm telling her we're talking about it right now yeah yeah it's that is so screwed up when you think about it it is you can't report a crime if someone is in and that's why they say well why didn't you go to the police right away and everyone's sitting there because you know they kind of ruled what part of scientology's doctrine would be allowed and what wouldn't and it's like, why would I go? I would lose my family. Yeah, It's in our Well, cult. the judge keeps trying to say Scientology isn't on trial here, but yet it is because everything that is happening, all the consequences, all the actions that have been taken have all been driven by the the Church of Scientology. Right. And I ding, put ding, that ding, in ding. quotation marks. Yeah. And all their rules. I mean, what other church makes you... Stop talking to somebody who's not in the same right. church as you. My goodness, it's, what kind of a world would that it's be? It's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. It is It is a good question to ponder. And Tom Brady, on his podcast yesterday, said he's trying to, quote, unquote, be professional <laughs> about his divorce. And I thought, well, you did your best, but your mm-hmm. best wasn't good enough because you still got divorced. And your mistress football is shaking her pom-poms and Giselle doesn't care. Yeah. He spent his day off giving out meals to the people in Florida, though. Well, that's not with good. His, not with his family. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it was Jeez. just such an odd way of talking about oh, that, yeah. that, that his workmanlike approach to his personal life is yeah. the same. He's a professional at yeah. home and at I, work. And I thought this that's doesn't why, make any. No, this isn't. Any relationship not that happy. It's painful. No. I'm, I'm sorry it ended. I mean, nothing personal. I'm going to eat a nightshade now. Maybe that's what There's happened. a lot of professionals <laughs> in life that go through things that they deal with at work and they deal with that at home. 
And I try to be professional at both places. Well, you got to be family and professional. And but he posted a, a post picture of him going out trick or treating with his kids last yeah. night. And he was the Grim Reaper. Well, yeah. that's all being you know that's a good PR strategy on the part yeah. of his agent. But <laughs> yeah, trying to be professional. Well, that's how'd that work out for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't work out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm ready for him to blame uh, his terrible football playing on his marital woes. Is that going to be next? Well. Possibly. Possibly. We'll see how next week goes. Next Sunday. He's blaming his teammates, that's for sure. Okay, well, there you go. go. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 